You know, voters across BC head to the polls tomorrow to vote in municipal elections. Um, there are many interesting candidates, many interesting plot lines, many major issues up for debate. It will all pale perhaps a little bit in comparison to the peanut who ran for mayor back in 1974. Here's what happened. Uh, his name was Mr. Peanut, as you can imagine. He wore that costume. You can picture it. It was the essentially the planter's mascot. Um, never said a word throughout the campaign, which for some politicians is probably a great move. I wonder if they could try that. His campaign manager did all the talking and took it quite seriously. Mr. Peanut instead would tap dance to that song, mostly, uh, Peanuts from Heaven. And he turned an otherwise mundane campaign where incumbent Art Phillips faced no real challenge. Everyone knew he was going to win. Well, the nut stole the show. Since he can't talk through his shell, Mr. Peanut is flanked by a spokesman who sets forth the Peanut Party platform, which, despite the levity of the campaign, sets forth some disarmingly logical ideas, like hiring no more city employees until the population grows. Mr. Peanut is really Vincent Trassoff, and he lives with a group of Vancouver artists who make up his army of boosters. They're having fun, but they don't consider the campaign a joke. The word is that Mr. Peanut is going to pick up a few votes, especially from people fed up with partisan politics. Whatever the reason, this campaign has given the recently humorless game of politics a sense of humor. <laughs> He's gorgeous. <laughs> How do you think of Mr. Peanut? Oh, I think he's neat. <laughs> Something different anyway. Unique, different. You think you'd vote for him? Hell yes. <laughs> I'm just wondering, I was going to say, is he nuts? <laughs> 48 years ago, it feels like absolutely nothing has changed. He wound up with 4% of the vote, believe it or not. Uh, 2,685 votes in total. Now, the man on the ballot, it had to be not Mr. Peanut. It had to be the man beneath the shell, so to speak, Vincent Trasoff. So with this great story in mind, we tracked down Vincent Trasoff. He's in Germany, uh, where he is putting on a show. He is, of course, still an artist. This whole thing was an art project, believe it or not. And we've also um, caught up with the co-director of a new documentary called Peanut for Mayor, Andrew Muir. And they both joined me now to talk more about that famous campaign 48 years ago. Thank you both for your time tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So Vincent, it must be interesting to see this story of this time uh, resurface. And tell me a bit about the inspiration for Mr. Peanut. It, uh, it, seeing the old footage now, it, it looks like it was, uh, it was an idea worth exploring at the time. It was a, a performance I did for five years as a, a visual artist. And uh, most of the time, we, a group of us uh, originating in Vancouver at Western Front, traveled to New York, to Toronto, Los Angeles, Victoria, and Vancouver doing art city performances. That is, we would just walk on the streets of, of the city, a group of us, doing different things. Mr. Peanut would tap dance, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it was a, a kind of a photo op where we would get people in the picture, little passers-by, the, the, the citizens. So it was one of my favorite uh, 
pastimes was was just going is not today going for walks. So then I went for walks in the peanut costume. In the peanut costume. What was the inspiration then to run for mayor? The idea originated with John Mitchell, who was a friend and fellow artist. He originated the idea of me running for mayor of Vancouver in the November election, 74. He, John was a, a sculptor, so he thought of uh, Mr. Peanut like the pyramids of Egypt or the uh, New York Statue of Liberty. And he was also a, a, a so social sculptor in the sense of uh, Joseph Boyce, uh, the, the uh, people as as a as sculptures right um andrew this how did you land on this project it's because it is a fascinating one even just watching the old youtube videos of some of the news reports it's really interesting uh, how did you land on it and decide to make a documentary about it i had no idea about the project until i spoke with grant arnold who's the curator at the vancouver art gallery and he told me about it and I just saw the footage, the archival footage on, on YouTube of all of the news coverage. And I just thought to myself, how do I not know about this? I've lived in Vancouver my whole life. And apparently anyone who's around in 1974 does remember Mr. Peanut running for mayor, but I'm only 39, so I wasn't there. And so I just thought the world should know about this. What, um, and, and so you, there's a lot of footage out there, but uh, how did you try to tell the story? What what uh, what was the the narrative arc of of the of the doc itself? Well, we managed to interview most of the artists who were involved in the project, and there were quite a few actually. There was a lot of people who sort of spontaneously contributed to the various performances that took place. So the the, the film is told by the people who were involved in the original campaign. It's all told by them, and it really just tells the story of the election. Just. Uh, the campaign, you know, how they started it, why they did it, the result of the election, and ultimately uh, what the outcome of the project was as an art project. Yeah, uh, Vincent, I mean, to put it in its time, and it was certainly, a, for anyone who mistakes this as being purely political, this was performance art. It was punk rock, just slightly before punk rock became a commonly known term. That's right. Uh, yeah, our, one of our slogans during the campaign was, Art was politics in the last decade. Uh, uh, excuse me. Um, life was politics in the last decade. Life will be art in the next decade. And yeah. And we had our pl platform, the, the letters PINA, P for performance, E for elegance, A for art, N for nonsense, U for uniqueness, and T for talent. And the, we had luck because that campaign, there were no serious issues so we were able to kind of uh, like anarchists slip in and and take take the stage and it i is. got uh, i was most popular with with the media so whenever it came to a, a story about the vancouver election it was about more or less about mr peanut and how the other candidates reacted to uh, as a member of the media, I must say we are, <laughs> for a long time, we are we are always thrilled by something shiny, new, and different. And certainly, right. Mr. Peanut Peanut was that. Um, 
I mean, to take us back to 74, though, this was after this was during Watergate or, or at the time, there was a lot of cynicism out there. Did you feel like there was something positive about what mm -hmm. you were doing as well? Oh, sure. Well, uh, and look at it today. I mean, uh, the, the times we're living today, I mean, I don't think we we could start to think about it back then, uh, about these these times. But I don't think I would have been able to have done something like this in a in the states, for instance, where it was like nasty politics with Watergate. Uh, Canada is a much gentler society, and we were able to kind of play. Yeah, I mean, Andrew, I mean, looking at the footage, what's most surprising, and not surprising, but what, what's most perhaps inspirational, is that in the middle of what would be these very straightforward municipal politic gatherings, debates, TV show appearances, and so on, there is a man dressed as a peanut. <laughs> taking part i mean it was in many ways it's 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 surreal to see and 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 great in some ways too yeah the optics of it are really really fascinating you know because as you point out there's these sort of officials doing their official business just city councillors and then yeah right in the middle of it you have this peanut which is in many ways absurd and he is a legitimate campaign and so he has to be taken seriously the debate moderators all of the people who are covering the campaign, they have to take Mr. Peanut seriously. And so he's on the same level as them. And I think that was how the project attained its effect. And it was one that was uh, noticed uh, for people who thought maybe just, I mean, from the many people may not have heard of it because they were born after the fact or lived far away. I mean, I gather this was something that received a lot of attention outside of Vancouver. It did get a lot of attention, yeah, and uh, it's easy to see why. I mean, the the election itself was was quite dull. It was quite boring. You know, Art Phillips, the incumbent mayor, was was a shoe in, and who who wouldn't be interested in this uh, bizarre peanut character tap dancing and handing out peanuts and making, as one councillor put it, a mockery of the election process. Artist Vincent Trasoff is with us this half hour, as is documentary maker Andrew Muir. Um, they are the first of all the originator of the Mr. Peanut for Mayor campaign back in 1974. Vincent Trasoff, a performance artist, was in fact the man inside the shell. And Andrew Muir has just made a new short documentary called Peanut for Mayor, which looks back at that time. Uh, Vincent, you actually managed to get, I mean, you didn't say a word through the whole campaign. You just tap dance. Were you always a tap dancer? I, I picked up tap dancing. It's a bit easier in the uh, Mr. Peanut costume to is it to fake to fake it <laughs> of course yes but i was i was uh showed somebody the other day the news item and this woman was probably just a, a baby when this happened but she responded oh you did a lot of dancing in 1974 <laughs> so yes uh we my most of my my uh i, I did it a 15 second tap dance that was my uh statement yeah and of course of course john mitchell as spokesperson took took the campaign very seriously uh he was he was interested in reaching out to the people to give the people a little uh 
get on with it, guys. Here's here's a, a legitimate candidate. Uh, you you've got the strength to to uh, sweep him to power. So, and ideas like uh, you know free umbre umbrellas in the public library to yeah the loan. And, rubber, and rubber boots and yeah. rubber boots <laughs> what a good idea and uh, naming uh, locations in the city after some of our projects like the, the island of 1984 etc cetera, etc cetera. interesting and and you managed to get a fair number of votes, didn't you? I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't a close race. It four, never was supposed to be. But but four percent, four percent is pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Andrew, I mean, this this was also noticed in art circles outside of just the usual media attention to something novel. There were this was also noticed by the people who were meant to notice it, which were other artists uh, out there. Yeah, it was quite a trailblazing project in this sort of era of performance art, conceptual art, where ideas about what art was were really changing, you know, in the 70s. And I think the biggest names that are associated with the campaign would be the writer William S. Burroughs, mm -hmm. who gave an endorsement of the campaign. And even the great Andy Warhol himself was aware of the project. So it really did make a big splash in art worlds. Yeah, Andy Warhol would have loved the sort of the the combination of the of the anarchy of it, along with this sort of very recognizable commercial symbol, right? It would be right. right also, up we've had yeah. it was it was a collaboration really with all the artists in Vancouver, right. starting from the artists at Western Front and branching out. Everybody chipped in, whether they were taking photos for a, a, a brochure or or making videotapes. Everybody uh, took part in the peanut campaign. That was what was such a uh, positive thing about it, was and, that we were and, all working together. Andrew, the other thing I noticed about it too, and, and Vincent, you can talk about this as well, is that you managed to do something which is very common in politics afterwards. But I don't know how common it was then, but you kind of managed to steal the show, which is through a variety of very clever public appearances you managed to sort of steal the thunder from other campaigns that were far more traditional and and boring i mean you had that advantage of coming from a world of performance yeah you know i think many of the artists back then were trying to point out the fact that politics was a performance was which is a very interesting interpretation of the project and you know there's there's a debate that happens at one point and mr peanuts in the debate and he's there on television with the other candidates yeah. And, you know, it looks like he's just a silly peanut, but actually John Mitchell, the campaign manager, was quite serious about his candidacy. And so maybe it was a little more than a performance. Maybe there was a really profound statement there. Yeah. And, and planters were never upset about it, were they? They never did. Uh, they never bothered me. I never bothered them. When you look sure. at now, when you when you fast forward 48 years and the statements you were making back then, um, and Andrew... This is probably one of the reasons why the film resonates is do you feel like it there's a reason to tell this story nearly 50 years later because it still makes sense to some extent yes i think the project has relevance in a few interesting ways one is the way we consume media actually you know back back in those days video was fairly new especially in the art world and it would have been very difficult to get on television 
would have been very difficult to broadcast anything to a large group of people. We sometimes take that for granted now. Obviously, we're all broadcasting video every day. Back then, it was difficult, and I think that's one interesting thing about it. And then, uh, you know, we've just lived through an era in which a celebrity politician really shook up the political world, and that really felt like it was an absurd performance to a lot of people. And so I think I think it resonates for that reason as well. But I think there's a lot of reasons why it resonates. And to be honest, I think Mr. Pina just has a longevity of his own that would, would be interesting in any time. Yeah. Vincent, do you ever think of what it might have been like to, to launch a project today when you had access to, you know, Twitter and TikTok and Facebook and all the different places you could have? It might have lost its impact if you'd had that many different avenues and that much noise to cut through. Good question. I'm not really uh, facile with with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't given up uh, my Mr. Peanut project. In fact, uh, I'm very busy uh, working on drawings. Drawings is my favorite uh, medium. And I do uh, pen and uh, wash drawings with Mr. Peanut in different uh, milieu, whether it's uh, part of a Picasso painting or a Joseph Boyce in the cafe or an Indian First Nations totem or the pyramids in Egypt. Uh, There's there's countless ideas that I still want to work on with my drawings. Right. But as far as performance art, like all great performances, this was a one-off, right? Running for running for mayor, you did it once, and then that you figured that was that. Yeah. Well, again, I was uh, Mr. Peanut in my costume for five years. So it was uh, five years in a nutshell, culminating with the performance for Mr. Peanut for mayor. But to Mr. Peanut for mayor was the swan song. That's right. Well, Vincent Chassoff and Andrew Muir, thank you so much for uh, for sharing a piece of history, a piece of um, Vancouver mayoralty history, of mayoralty election history. At least we have another one coming up this weekend, of course, so the timing is great. And uh, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you very much.